0: It's the Daily Talk Show, episode six hundred and fifty-nine. Ben Fordham, welcome
1: back to the show, big fella.
2: Hey boys, how are we? Hello everyone. Yeah, Isn't this good, nice?
1: How's it? Uh, in, are you in isolation? Is that what you're doing? Is that
2: why you sit up so home? I've been in isolation for years. I just, uh, I just love chilling out. I love hanging out at home. And look, I'm not really uh, completely isolated at the moment because I'm working. So I'm kind of out and about at the moment but I'm spending more time at home now than before and you know I've got my little I've joined the kind of 21st century or whatever century we're in these days we've got the the microphone set up here I just also I can join the daily talk show I mean the length (laughs) we go to what about you boys twice a day twice a day
0: yeah we've got a lot of time mate like uh, clients Clients are sort of dried up, so, you know, might as well do something productive.
2: Well, I'm going to look after that. I'm going to – because I come from commercial radio, I'm going to – there are going to be some pop-up ads that are going to come up throughout today's show. So, <laughs> just at various okay. times, there will be pop-up advertisements for products that I believe in. I, I won't go talking about demandshake shake immediately, uh, but yeah. uh, throughout the show, you'll just occasionally see a little bit of product placement that will pop up, and, and don't let it disturb your viewing or listening experience, okay? It's Mate, uh, we –
1: I can imagine you're across, you know, the breaking news. And this week we had the the JobKeeper uh, program that's going to be rolled out. Uh, Sorry, someone I'm who I'm worried. Power, yeah. this, Sorry. Someone, <laughs> someone, who I. Someone who. Power.
2: Uh, power. Beautiful. Sorry, go on, Tommy. You
1: Ben, there's a group of people that I want to hope. Uh, I, I hope they get the JobKeeper program and that's the kids that are on the payroll with you around the
2: neighbourhood. What's going on? Are they still got a job? Well, mate, mate, guess what? One of them's actually got a new job um, and I won't say at what location because I might get in trouble, but you guys will love this, right, because it, it's only a rort if you're not in on it and I've just discovered a whole new rort. One of the proudest things, and, and if anyone has it, uh, heard the uh episode i was on last time you guys were talking about the fact that i employ a lot of kids in my neighborhood and one of the proudest things is when they go from being a an employee of mine to then working for another organization you know out in the brave workforce there's a kid across the road and i won't say his name just because i don't want to get anyone in any trouble but he's now landed a job at a at a business let's call it a, a supermarket a well-known supermarket like a Woolworth. and i've discovered Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Anyway, I discovered when he landed the job because I was trying to hire him to do something for me and and, um and he said, Oh, look, I've now got a job up the road. And I said, That's pretty good. How'd you get that? And I was talking to him about it. He goes, Yeah, I now get twenty-five percent off. And I went, Oh, really? He goes, Yeah, I get all employees get twenty five percent off. And I went, Wow, that's that's twenty-five percent is a big discount. So I then got thinking, I went, Okay, so hang on a moment, what days do you work? Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I could send you my shopping list. You can go and buy our groceries. You get the twenty-five percent discount. I said, let, let's say we spend two hundred bucks, right? So that that's a fifty-dollar discount. We can halve it. So you you pocket twenty-five dollars. I saved twenty-five dollars. And he was like, "So I better check with mum and dad." I was like, "Yeah, sure. I mean, double check it with him from a legal point of view." But that's that's a big saving. Twenty-five percent is a massive saving. And if I can halve the twenty-five percent discount with him. Then he pockets money for nothing, but he's got to deliver obviously the groceries to our door, so that's right. a good deal.
1: I think it's okay, seeing as the uh, the shopping the you know shopping centres are doing very well at the moment,
2: aren't they? Ever, and no one really wants to go out at the moment. How are you boys coping? You seem pretty good. You seem like you're. Uh, you know, it's a, I suppose different industries have different. Pressure's on them at a time like this. I'm finding more pressure on us and more interest in what I'm doing on radio than ever before because people are craving information. And same with you guys, right, because people are cooped up at home and so they're, they're clicking on that podcast button more than they normally would. I mean, they get, they get it daily already, but now they get it twice a day. How are you working out the twice a day thing?
0: I think, oh, I think it's easier for Sevs and I. would not have me responsibilities. For TJ being a dad, I think it makes it a oh. little bit hard.
1: Yeah, I got, I got Bodie full-time yeah. now at home by myself oh,
2: so, oh, uh, so you're a full-on daddy now are you
1: yeah yeah full-time dad come on oh, oh.
2: Uh, isn't it amazing dads get so much credit for doing the smallest things you know the stuff that mums <laughs> do all the time it's like when when girls see dads running with a pram you know those guys who go for a jog and they're pushing the yeah. pram and you see girls who see it and they go oh look at that isn't that guy just amazing it's like <laughs> You know, mums do that every single day of the week. (laughs) and It's just like, oh, it's just expected. But when dads do it, it's like, come on, someone buy this guy a gold trophy and a ribbon. (laughs) What a special individual he is. Good on uh, you, Tom.
0: The Ninja Warrior (laughs) stuff in, um, in Melbourne that you just filmed, what was the difference with all the coronavirus stuff that was happening? What sort of changes did they make?
2: Well, we had a few little complications with it, um, but it was amazing that we managed to get through because there were TV shows being cancelled all over the place. But the, the studio audience was the big thing. They they essentially cancelled the studio audience initially, um, but they allowed family members and supporters. So if the if the ninjas were running and you knew them, you were allowed to come along, um, but as far as all of the members of the public who had had booked their tickets or whatever, they just had to say no to all of those people. And then there was the kind of, you know, safe distancing stuff that came in. So, for example, Rebecca Madden and I up in the commentary box would usually be, you know, right next to each other, but they kind of separated us a little bit. She wasn't there for the first few shows because she'd been sitting next to Richard Wilkins on the set of the Weekend Today show and Dickie had been in isolation for a long time, former guest on the Daily Talk Show, Richard Wilkins. Hello, mate, if you're tuning in. So, um, yeah, Dickie's now out of isolation. He's had the all-clear. Beck missed the first few nights. Uh, and Shane Crawford joined us. So I don't know whether you guys I, – I should get Crawford on for you guys to do a uh, get him on for a guest spot. How's that bloke? I mean, I know he's a, he's, I know he's a massive, massive celebrity. Uh, he's a Melbourne celebrity in a major way. And, and, and look, now he
0: in your friendship and, group
2: officially. Yeah, I've claimed him. I've claimed him. And uh, I always liked him. He did that thing when he um, – I did, what did he – he kind of rode around Australia or something like that for mm. raising money. I know for breast cancer, I think it was, many, many years ago. I remember watching all of that from a distance thinking this guy seems like a good guy. But, yeah, he joined the cast of Australian Ninja Warrior as well this year at short notice because Rebecca was missing for the first few days and then we liked him so much we just kept him around for the, the rest of the shoot. But, um, yeah, I got to spend a bit of time with him. He's a really nice bloke, interesting kind of background. And, and I stole his line because when he won a, uh, a premiership, he, he got up on stage and, um, and famously screamed out. I might have to back off the mic a little bit, but he kind of went, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, so I was like, oh, surely I've got to, I've got to work that in. Like when someone gets up to the top of, you know, up to the top of the warped wall or you know, some major highlight, I've got to steal his uh, his catchphrase. So, um, I did that several times. And, and you, what the trick is, you do it in crucial moments, so you know that they're not going to be able to edit it out. And there'll be people at home going, hey, I don't think you just pinched Shane Crawford's line. But anyway, what about I think that, Shannon Noll? Well, have you heard Nolsey? So I'm pretty sure when Nolsey's up on stage, he says, that's what I'm talking about. So I don't know whether Nolsey pinched it from Crawford or who started it, but I'm using it now. It's my you, yeah. that's crazy. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. You need to bring that back at least. Did you get it in there? Actually, you probably don't know that you got it in. You probably got it in somewhere across the season. No,
2: it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just part of my everyday language. If you guys um, it
1: out. Ben, how have you been making sense of all the information about coronavirus, especially like in terms of being a broadcaster on your radio show and not wanting to spread misinformation?
2: Well, what I've done, I've you know, it's been really weird. I reckon the last three weeks I've done three hours every day on one topic and I've never done that before in my life. Like just say you have a – I'm trying to think of the last big story that dominated a whole show. When the, um, the mosque shootings happened in New Zealand, I remember that day and – us realizing hang on a moment this is this is awful what's going on here and it took over an entire show but by the next day half of the show is on new content and you might be reflecting on what happened the day before in new zealand we've done three hours every day on coronavirus for three weeks straight i've not covered one other story because i don't want anyone tuning into my show and hearing anything other than the one topic the only topic that the whole world wants to talk about. No one's interested in anything else at the moment apart from this, so I'm just doing the whole show on it. What I'm doing, I probably only take 5% of the calls out of – we've never, ever received this amount of call traffic before, so out of all of the calls that try and get on every day, only 5% are getting through, whereas usually it would be more like 50-50. Uh, and there's – you know, you'll get calls where people might have a theory on on, on what's happened or, or they've heard something or they've read something on Facebook about – about how it started or how you might be able to fix it or, you know, so I'm just being really careful just not to take any calls from anyone that we just can't verify. I'm not interviewing a lot of politicians. So I just made a rule from the start. I was like, I do not want to hear politicians right now. I want to hear real experts and real people. So I've never spoken to more professors in my life and and then it's just about, okay, real, you know, I've got a mate, Mitch Bailey, who's a cameraman, and he's been a cameraman on on shows like The Voice and things like that for for his whole career. And a really well-respected bloke, the kind of cameraman who a lot of TV hosts say, when they've landed a gig, hire Mitch Bailey, what well, we want Mitch. So he's, he's top of the pops. Mitch has been in the queues at Centrelink. And as he said to me on air this week, he was like, mate, the only times I've been to Centrelink are to film the queues of other people at Centrelink. And now I'm the guy standing in the queue. You know, that's how real it's been for me. You know, I've got got a guy who's um, working outside my window right now called Anthony. Anthony's a, a driver and Anthony's been driving people. For Channel Nine for a long time. I met him through Dicky, so Dicky, you know, if Dicky's going somewhere, he'll often Anthony will be picking up dickie and so I met Anthony through Dicky, and and I use him if I'm going to the airport, right? So just as a way of going to and from, or if I'm emceeing a charity thing, I I tend to book Anthony. Anthony says to me the other day, he goes, "Mate, you're the only person I'm still driving around at the moment. It's only because I had to, I had to go uh, to Melbourne for Ninja Warrior." He goes, "Mate, I almost feel like I'm just doing some painting," and I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well." Like, I need work. I don't want to sit at home. I'd rather be painting a fence. And I was like, do you know how to paint a fence? He goes, yeah. I go, mate, you're not going to believe it. I need my fence painted. So I'm not <laughs> joking. Outside my window right now, Anthony is painting my fence. And then he goes, mate, your front door's a bit scrappy. And I went, oh, okay, right. And then he's going to do the front door. And then I just put the garage door down. He goes, mate, you know that this doesn't have a code on it, the garage door. They don't." So anyway, Anthony, the driver, Uh, who just literally walked past the window um, as I'm talking about him, is now Anthony the painter. So I've just gone, right, Oh, let's I'll throw you some work. And you know what? I reckon that's what people can do at the moment. Throw people work. So if you need something done outside your house, around your house, now's the time to go, you know what? Hire someone now to do that job because it's all well and good to have the JobKeeper program and have these wage subsidy things and they're all really good. But individually, if you're thinking how can I help at the moment, It's not necessarily going and standing on a street corner and handing out toilet paper, as nice as that is. Look around your house, look around your office, look around your life and think, okay, what are the things that I have been meaning to get done and that need to get done? Do it now, hire someone to do it. Now, there would be a lot of people doing those jobs themselves at the moment because they're cooped up at home and that's fine. Mm. But for people like me who've got absolutely no idea how how to paint a fence and not stuff it up, Now's the time to pick up the phone and hire someone because people are desperate, desperate for work.
0: On the political side of things, how do you feel? Because like, obviously there's been a lot of memes and stuff around how the government's responded. A lot of people have said that they've been slow to respond, like with ScoMo saying, hey, 500 mm-hmm. people, uh, but we're starting it on Monday.
2: You, what's, know what? what's your perspective? I, you know what? I'd never seen anything like this before in their lives. None of us had. And and look, we like to be able to sit back and go, and I've I've watched on Twitter people where it's almost like every hour they've got a new critique. And some of them, you know, everyone from TV hosts to stand-up comedians who all of a sudden think that they are the chief medical officers of the country and they can run the country better than the prime minister. I think ScoMo missed the mark big time on the bushfires, big time, and for a whole range of reasons. I think we all know where he went wrong there. But on this one, I think he's been pretty good. Maybe on a few days, a little bit slow to act, and there've been a few Mm. things where he could have gone a day earlier here or there. But you know what? I I think all in all, we've been faster than other parts of the world. We are gifted by the by the body of water that surrounds us. I mean, Mm. let's not kid ourselves. It's being surrounded by water is the greatest gift that we've got in handling this thing. It makes it so much easier. But I think he's been pretty good. I think you know. I think he, he maybe you know. Some people in New Zealand. I had a guy in New Zealand. Um, Ryan Bridge, who's a a radio host in New Zealand, he called in live to my show last week to go, what are you Aussies doing? You're so slow. Uh, Your Prime Minister, forget ScoMo, it's slow-mo, because in New Zealand we've gone into lockdown. Um, I'm kind of glad that I'm not in lockdown at the moment. I'm, You know, I, I know some people feel like we should have just gone straight into lockdown. But mm. at the moment, by, by, by putting everyone who's flying into the country into hotels, because 70 to 80% of the cases in Australia have come in from overseas. So they all go into um, immediate quarantine in hotels at the moment. So that's going to slow it down. We've started to see a bit of a result there. Um, I don't know if it doesn't come down too much further. Maybe we do need to do lockdown. But Um, I think they've handled it pretty well. I think it's very easy to throw stones from the sidelines and say, I would have done that differently. But can you imagine? There'd there'd be times, and I know that this is not a a really um, brave thing to say, but I've thought to myself, there'd be times when you'd be thinking, get me out of here, if you're the (laughs) Prime Minister. Just be thinking, you know what? I I don't want to do this. I didn't sign up for this. I want to wave the white flag. I know that's not the Australian thing to say or the manly thing to say. But there were times last week when I thought to myself, man, if I was running the country, I'd be tempted just to lock myself in the office and go, hey, listen, sorry, I can't do this. this I'm not the man for this job. I, I, yeah. I don't know what to do and I'm not perfect and I don't know the exactly the right thing to do at exactly the right time. I mean, so is that it a would no be for be,
0: becoming be... prime minister? Because 97's already said he's not putting himself forward and so's Tommy. But we, have we got confirmation that you're also not interested?
2: No, I've yeah, I've officially ruled myself out of the gig, mate. So are you still in is that what you're saying? If Tommy's oh, definitely. out of well,
0: yeah, it's a it's a Bradbury sort of thing. You guys are in fall.
2: The can you imagine the indecision if Josh was in charge of the country? Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, I mean I love Josh, you. Um, you would but, pull yeah. up your
1: speech writer mid speech that you're giving. You'd be like, No, that's wrong. <laughs> or, <laughs> no, I wouldn't have a speechwriter.
2: No. And imagine organised August. Imagine taking that on a national level and just saying, okay, we'll just shut down the country for August and everyone just get there and shoot together.
1: <laughs> We're almost yeah, doing great. that now, aren't we? That is. This is organised March and April. Um, ben, in terms of the economic shitstorm it's creating, what are some of the. Are you having people on that look into the future that are much smarter than all of us
2: in sense of numbers? Well, mate, it's changed everything as far as, you know, you have a look at. Um, You have a look at what's happened with... I mean, you guys have been way ahead of the curve, right? You've had this thing going for... How long has the show been going now? A year and a half?
0: Yeah, two Two years. Over two years, yeah.
2: So, you know, you guys are obviously ahead of the curve, but everyone else is playing catch-up, you know? And there'd there'd be... you know, this thing I, I paid for last week because, you know, the lengths we go to to still get on the daily talk show. So there's, there's business happening that, that wouldn't have been happening had it not been for this crisis. And you have a look at what's happening with Zoom and you have a look at what's happening with House Party and these kind of things. I find that really interesting, the way the, the, the business moves and the market moves. But but here's the other thing. How many businesses, after having all of their workers working from home and working rather effectively from home, how many of them are going to be looking at their next Bill coming in for a massive office space and thinking, you know what, do we really need all this space? Mm. Do we really need the boardroom? Do we really need to be uh, employing everyone to go between A and B and C and D? Or can we just do business like this from home, over the net, using the cameras, using this kind of equipment that you guys have been using for over two years? And you say, look at the broadcast business. You know, there are some TV shows that have been filming their shows with remote cameras for the first time, instead of having seven cameramen in the studio, um, I've got a lot of mates who are cameramen and they're worried at the moment because they're thinking to themselves, well, now they know they don't necessarily need us all there in that studio mm. and the robots do a reasonable job. Uh, are they just going to stick with the robotic cameras? So there'll be a lot of people who, who, who will never get their jobs back. Their, their jobs will never come back and it's going to be a major shift for people to work out what are you going to do, how are you going to survive And if this is not going to be your job going forward, what is going to be your job going forward?
0: I've um, always had the dream of one day being set up. um, The the specific location is The Nut in uh, Tasmania. I want to buy a bit of land on The Nut, have a cottage and have a fibre connection and do the show from The Nut. Uh, What do you think about doing your radio show forever from home?
2: No, oh, I don't know. I I can't do it from here. I can't do it from home because I've got three kids, five and under, and it's just not gonna. You know, there's enough. You know, there's enough pressure on my wife at the moment, uh, looking after three kids at home. But then to have me doing a radio show from here as well, a producer who'd have to be here as well to assist with the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not ideal for me. I still like going into the office, so I, I prefer that. You know, it's like putting on the on the boot or the shoe that you used to wearing. I, when I'm not in my studio, it takes a bit of adjustment. Um, if need be, you do it and you kind of make do. And, I, and I've done my show recently from 3AW in Melbourne because I've been there filming Ninja, but it's not the same. I like being in the studio, uh, and it just wouldn't work at home. The amount of pressure that it would put on Jody having me doing the show from here, and, and 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 the kids when they know you're in the house, as you know, Tommy, when they know yeah. that you're there, and they know they're not supposed to go in that room. Um, it's like there's just a, a massive, you know, magnet in that room and they just want to come in and see what's going on. I'm quite surprised that none have come in so far and, and interrupted, but that's only because I've got Sophia who works with me out there running interference, just kind of tackling yeah. the kids as they kind of barge their way in here.
1: And the fence painter is also crossed with a childcare worker now. It's, um- yeah, Pant-
2: <laughs> he's backing up on that as well. Max will be around this weekend to water the lawn and also empty the skimmer box, as you boys know. Uh, the Foxtel um- memory... To about 85%. So um, I would suggest that uh, Bo and Kyle have to drop in at some point. I'd say not this weekend, but by next weekend, it'll be up to about 93%, 94%. So they'll have to drop in and do that. You don't this want to go insane. paying someone to clear the foxtail when it's down in the 60% because kids will turn up here and go, oh, do you want me to clear the Foxtel? And I have a look and I go, memory 60%. I go, no, no, no. Come back. <laughs> ben." Come back uh, a couple three- of boys
1: three hours a day consuming I think it's probably it's greater than just watching telly and, and sort of receiving the information you're trying to process it and then deliver it back on air how are you actually escaping uh this sort of thinking are I'm you not, doing anything you're not
2: I'm not no I'm not turned escaping into a,
1: a coronavirus little green thing it's amazing yeah you're, yeah. You're actually one uh, of them.
2: yeah I just um I don't know I I think that when it's on it's on and at the moment, it's on, and the only thing that's going on in my world is this. I mean, I don't, I, I don't kind of obsess about it when I'm I'm not in the office, but I, I'm thinking about it a lot because everywhere you go, it's the only thing anyone wants to talk about. I mean, really, I mean, I, maybe in Melbourne, you 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 get that, oh, the AFL's cancelled as well because the AFL's just as big as the virus as far as people in Melbourne are concerned. But apart from that, I have just not had anyone say anything to me apart from coronavirus and you know that look when people give you like when I went up to the cafe this morning I went up there and people are like hey they just kind of that look you know as if Mm. to say we all we both know what's going on we're not supposed to kind of stop and chat too much about it at the moment but there's this look that everyone's giving each other at the moment this knowing look that we're all in this together and I've just never experienced anything like it in my life it's um we, we, we get worried about things that we don't know and, and because we feel at the moment that the answers to everything are at our fingertips and uh, we can sort anything out in, in an instant, this one we can't sort out. We, we don't understand it. We don't get it and that scares us. When we don't understand something, that makes us really frightened.
0: What are you actually worried about? What do you go to at this time?
2: What do you mean, what do I go to?
0: Yeah, like in regards to the worries, there's obviously lots of different elements. There's oh, kids and
2: education. Kids, oh, kids. I mean, it's funny. Jody said early on, Jodie's mum's a nurse, so she's got that medical side of her, her brain. And she said early on, when it first started, she was, I said, this thing looks like a real worry. You know, this is when it first broke out in China. And Jodie was like, yeah, yeah. She goes, it doesn't seem to kill too many kids, though. And I went, oh, okay, sorry still sounds pretty serious to me. She goes, no, 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 it's serious. She was like, you know what I mean? Like that was her first thought. Mm -hmm. Is this one of these viruses kill kids, you know, and there's so many viruses that that that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. It's like if a kid gets it, man, it's going to kill that kid. Now, some children have died from coronavirus, but not many. So it's a bit of a saving grace for for mums and dads out there. But, yeah, look, you really do have to think about it. I stopped shaking hands really early on because I – I don't know. When you think about it, I, I mean, it, it's it's built into us. One of the first things I was taught to do as a kid was to shake hands and to look in someone's eye. The first thing mm. that my my dad drilled into me as a, a young boy was how to do that. And same with me with with uh, my kids. You know, I'm big on you know making sure that they they learn about shaking hands. But when you think about it, it it is such a um, unnecessary spread of germs even before coronavirus. I mean, and it, and if you're if you're a, a an AFL captain. Right, and you're, you're out and about in Melbourne, can you imagine how many hands you shake? I mean, you would be shaking 500 hands a day and taking 500 selfies a day right? because you're, you're a famous AFL star. But, but your whole livelihood depends on you being healthy and, and making sure you're not going to get sick because you need to be there on Saturday. So it, are we really going to go back to the same levels of handshaking that we were doing before? I'm not convinced that we are. I reckon there'll be a lot of people who forever from now on will go, oh, I don't know, I'll find another way of whether it's bumping mm-hmm. a fist or elbows or, you know, even if, you, if you're if you really close to someone, I'm a big hugger and I'm looking forward to getting the hugging back. I can't wait. Let's bring back the hugs. I can't wait for that to <laughs> Too happen. Too early. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Whoa, not yet. <laughs> but um, when, you know, I don't know, I, I'm probably more inclined to do that than, than shake hands with a lot of people mm-hmm. when you just think about, I, I've become really conscious of, of um of germs and all those types of things and and when you've got kids you think about it even pre-coronavirus as you would know tommy i don't know whether it came from your other half or from you but it just gets drilled into you really early on that, that the moment there's a sick kid around anyone who says to you or like my brother will say oh yeah we're coming over with maisie and coco coco's got a little bit of a sniffle but she's a, and i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa she's got what a sniffle no no no, she's not coming over don't come over we'll see you next week <laughs> because you know that when that hits your household it is world war 3 for the next 3 days sick kids oh. they can't sleep they pass it to the other one so as a as a parent you really become accustomed to you know putting up the guards putting up the borders and 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 stopping any infection or illness coming into your house so yeah that's probably been the main thing on my mind at the moment the kids
1: we've had a uh, a few cruise ships roll in to melbourne but it's you know it's not like sydney harbor the cluster fuckery of that ship that rolled Mate. in and 1,500 people got off. I heard yesterday that uh, based on the incubation period, the people who got off, it's almost two weeks ago. So like next week will be the 14 days, which means that you'll probably start to see the cases pop up from the people who got off the boat. Like how did that happen?
2: What, have you been covering the the cruise ship? Mate, I've been going, yeah, been going really hard on it. One thing I've been doing, like during the, the whole coronavirus thing, I've been thinking to myself, I don't want to go hammering politicians over every mistake that they made because as I said before at the moment they are this is an hour by hour kind of prospect but that cruise ship in Sydney the ruby princess cruise ship you know they've now got and this this will probably change by this afternoon or it might even by tomorrow but we're up to six deaths just from that cruise ship so there are six people dead 400 plus cases and what happened is they had those sick people were on the Ruby Princess cruise ship. So it's it's contained at sea. They allow it to dock. There are sick people on board. Then people leave that ship on foot. They get in cars. They get in trams, trains, planes. They go to the city of Sydney, the suburbs of Sydney, regional New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, South Australia, Western Australia, Tasmania, taking that killer virus right around Australia. All because some dickhead at New South Wales Health went, oh yeah, let's let them get off the ship. Why would you let them get off that ship? There are now six people dead, there's 400 plus cases. That 400 could end up being 800, 1200, who knows. It is absolutely unforgivable and nobody's copped it. You know, like Gladys Berejiklian, who's our Premier in New South Wales, I I, I don't think there's a politician in Australia who I've got more respect for than Gladys. And one of the things that Gladys is famous for is not throwing anyone under the bus. But Gladys, you've got to chuck someone under the bus on this one. Like there are some things where to the families of those people who have, have been infected or who are dead, you need to be able to say to them, look, the dickhead who made that call, is no longer in the position that that they were in when they made that call, but at the moment, no one's paid the price.
0: Shannon says uh, that's actually crazy. Not even taking the piss.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. The
0: the the idea of the the whole culture world changing i'm even thinking about my uh domain name uh hug kiss which i bought um uh late last year <laughs> whether that's more relevant or re- less relevant what do you think will actually how many domain
2: names have you bought
0: a few a few yeah i'm cutting mm. hundred. back now obviously 300 mm. but um mm. what do you think are some of the things that yeah, we're all... the
2: ultimate doomsday prepper really aren't you i mean you just let's just buy every domain mm. name just case, it's going to be relevant one day. Uh, well, did but you no, think about like
0: Off The Grid? I had, um, so OffTheGrid.com, I had, um, I bought that maybe uh, five years ago and mm. I couldn't believe that it was available and my heart was pounding. Like you get this sort of sensation when you buy domain names at that quality. It's In called got- an erection. Yeah, it's yeah, a little. Bit, I was slightly um, hard, but I um, I, but, but I straight oh away when God. I when I bought it, I went to off dot to make sure that it all gone through, and there was another website on there, and I was like, what is going on? Anyway, mm. I checked my email. I bought offthegird.com. dot <laughs> com. In,
2: instant Mate, flop. <laughs> some people are beyond help. <laughs> and I just you know I want to, be able to help you. I'm a helper, but there are some things I can't help you with that. I really can't. I can't help you. I need to work on my background here, don't I? Cuz you got you guys got the nice little bookshelves and plants and things like that. Yeah. So I'll have to work on that, that I get something in the background. You know, I can't just be you know, just holding up sponsored content constantly. Manshake, <laughs> uh, the Alpha Power alkaline water, uh, everyday hydration. It's fantastic stuff to anyone watching at the moment. And I can also just get into the plug for the Man Bar, boys. Do you like the, the bars when you you know you you just need a little bit of a snack, yeah. but you don't <laughs> want to um you know the Man Bar made by Adam McDougall and the team at Manshake. I strongly recommend it. I'll send a I'll send a a box to the the office in there. Yeah, Who's PO in the office? Oh, just be careful.
1: Be careful sending it to the PO box because that will just go straight to Josh. No, we got the, a PO <laughs> box. It's either
0: that or our editor George, and I know who I would trust. You're
2: looking <laughs> fit, Josh, by the way, you're looking real fit. This home thing. Well, think I'm
0: actually for. um I'm one day into my um diet. So I'm doing oh, I thought a, that was an April Fool's gag. No, no, no. So I had um <laughs> I had a beautiful oh, I can't show you now, but I uh I uh, have been making baked eggs in the morning with heaps of veggies and just just trying to remove all the uh, baked eggs. Baked eggs. Baked.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm into the eggs. I'm into the hard boiled eggs. When I started, you know, trying to focus on health and all that kind of thing, the eggs were a bit of a revelation for me to um, you know, boil up a whole heap of them and and when you when you just need something to get a couple of them, a little bit of goat's cheese on a uh, Vita wheat. That's my kind mm. of go-to. Like I need yeah. something. But I want, to avoid, I want to avoid hitting Uber Eats or, you know, getting something that I don't really need. Um, but I need some energy to go with it. Yeah, a couple of Vita Wheats, a little bit of goat's cheese and um, and some boiled eggs on top. Bloody good. Uh,
1: ben, yeah. have you done any telly recently? Have you been on the Today Show? I've been watching because yeah, I've been getting up it, early.
2: Um, I did it last Friday and I'm doing it tomorrow morning, but I'm doing it from here. So I've just been getting the um, – what I did is, you know, those things. I got one of those things in my car, like a suction cup thing that goes on the windscreen, and um, and the phone goes in it. So I just pulled that out of the car and I put it on my um, on on the window here at home, and I just um, whack the mobile phone in there and, and and go live via Skype. So I'll be doing that tomorrow morning on today extra at ten a.m. I think I'm doing. So it's kind of nice not having to go into the studio and and um, you know going in and putting a, a jacket on and whatever. I just just do it from the the living room. It's quite a relaxed vibe at the moment. I'm enjoying it's that. The op- Opposite to Richard Wilkins, he couldn't wait to get back to make some quality telly. Well, mate, I mean, he was 17 or 18 days stuck there and and Dickie's used to having company. He's not a man who's been left lonely for a lot of his life. So to be trapped at home for 17 or 18 days on his own, I can understand why he went through bucket loads of gin.
1: um, um... Ben, is it it true that he actually started using his two pools each day alternating?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, well, you'd have the corona. Related pool, and then you pick the other one clear for other guests. Surely, but um, <laughs> yeah, I really feel for him, mate. He, uh, he, he, well, I, it, it was a bit of a shock to be honest when, um, when it all happened. It's funny how you count things back and you go, okay, mm. so Richard Wilkins has got coronavirus. Uh, Fitzy and Whipper, the radio hosts, they then went into isolation and went into quarantine and were having tests done because they had spent some time with him. And then I'm like, oh, hang on a moment. I spoke to Whipper in the car park at work for about 20 minutes. What day was that? And then you start adding it up and then I realized I, I look at, you know, I was I was close talking with Whipper for about 20 minutes in the car park. What do you we mean were close talking? Well, we were gossiping so – naturally when you kind of outside the lifts and we were kind of having a bit of a gossip about a few things and and so you know when you kind of lean in a little bit then I was thinking back going jeez that was some close talking that was some leaning in and Whipper was with Dickie and Dickie's got coronavirus has Dickie given it to Whipper and has Whipper given it to me uh, but uh, thankfully I thought well you don't want to go and get tested unnecessarily so I thought I'll just wait and see if Whippers has got it and Whipper didn't have it so I didn't bother going and getting the test done but Uh, Yeah, poor old Dickie. He's had a bit of a tough time at home, but I'm guessing he'll be back on the uh, Today Show this weekend. He's been stinging to get back on there.
0: Uh, What are senior managers and leaders in the companies that you work for? What are they saying about all this?
2: I think they are doing a bit of ass covering, Um, and I don't mean that in a a negative way. I just think that early on, I I know that um, my boss at the radio station early on before there was a lot of talk about people working from remote locations. He was, he was wargaming, war rooming that for a long time to kind of think, okay, well, who's going to go from where and how are we going to sort this whole thing out and, and separating people and, and whatever. And, and I suppose with businesses closing and there are businesses shut right around the country, uh, those businesses aren't necessarily going to be advertising because they've got nothing to advertise. So that impacts the amount of people who want to advertise on the radio or on the TV. But then again, there are businesses changing. So when businesses say, for example, there are you know food businesses in Sydney and Brisbane that I've got relationships with, and and autom- automatically they were really quick. Uh, there's a guy Con Didis, who runs the Deeds Group in Sydney, and a guy Johnny Gambaro who runs Gambaro's in Brisbane, and they're and they're both well known in, in those respective cities, and so they were going to be at the front of the curve in terms of going okay, uh, Gambaro's becomes Gambaro to go, you know, click and collect, and and um who would never have done food delivery in his life because he runs finer restaurants. All of a sudden, he's doing deliveries and pickups. And so those businesses need to advertise their new methods. So I suppose there's some some revenue coming in from the people who are changing their business ways. But to those mm. businesses who just had to shut up completely, well, why would you be advertising at the moment? So that presents a real challenge for the, the bosses that I've got in TV and in radio. A
1: common thought is like uh, people having it's – we've had it too easy – you know, the. you think about a when an economy is good, people are spending money on shit that they don't really need and so it's kind of popping that bubble. What do you think about, you know, the six-buck coffees or seven bucks in Josh's case when he gets the other chocolate? Bucks. Yeah,
0: if you have a mocha in the place nearby, Charging. seven bucks it cost me. But in, in
1: terms of when we come out the other side of this, when people's main prerogative was to survive, mm. what, I mean, this has to change our cultural Mate, society
2: right. approach i think i think you're right and look there are going to be and this will be hard for people to to cop at this point because we're in the middle of such an awful thing there are going to be some positives out of all of this and you you, you just look at the way that that people appreciate more stepping outside and, and appreciating what's around us you know it has changed us and even, even people spending more times at home, people, you look at you look at the greater appreciation for teachers that's happened because mums and dads have realised this is hard, hard work. Teachers will end up being paid more. There'll be a greater love and appreciation for the role that they carry out. There will be a, a greater understanding of what's being taught to kids and what, what really works with kids and what they respond to in a teaching environment by mum and dad. Uh, there'll be fewer parents who'll be going, what are they? What's going on at school, and what's this teacher teaching them? And and they'll they'll have a, a a much greater love and understanding for the job that the teachers are doing. So that's just in teaching. But I think for all of us, I don't know. I think you I think you value the people uh, who you're with that little bit more. And also, can you imagine the next time you go to the pub, like <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a you know, I'm not a massive. I'm not someone who goes to the pub you know two or three times a week. I might get to the pub once every fortnight you know every second friday night maybe i might go and i and i tend to only go for a couple of hours and then i'm and then i'm off home but i cannot wait to go to a pub like i am stinging to go to a pub because someone stopped me from going to the pub and for a really good reason so there'll be an appreciation thing that'll turn on there'll be a, a an attitude of gratitude that that we haven't seen before for things that previously we were just like oh yeah that's a sunset that's a park that's a beach well, no, not everyone gets that. Not everyone has that in their country. We've got it here. And and maybe the other thing from a social point of view, are we going to be a bit more selective in who we hang out with? Are we going to still be chasing that big social group and, and, and feeling like, you know, when you get to the weekend and you go, oh, God, I've got to catch up with those people and we haven't seen them in three weeks, haven't seen them in four months, haven't seen... Do we really need to be seeing all those people all the time forever or are we going to be a little bit more focused on on the people that really matter to us in our, in our closer social circles and family groups?
0: Do you think that there will be a shift in how much sports people will be getting paid?
2: Big time, mate. They're not going to – no, that's not going to come back. That will take years and years and years mm. to come back. And you know what people are doing at the moment? There are people at the moment straight away strategizing what sport can I get on TV that doesn't involve a lot of competitors and doesn't involve live audience. So I know for sure, and some of them have already been knocked back, but I've got a mate uh, in Victoria who straight away was going, okay, no AFL. Uh, no other major live sports and so he was workshopping an idea and trying to get it through the health authorities there to say would you let us put this on because it's you know it's only going to involve two people and it's only no that no live audience and whatever so there are people automatically thinking okay um there's going to be this this massive gap as far as live sport is concerned uh so there's going to be an appetite for it so for example now that i think about it ninja warrior it'll go off this year as far as ratings it'll it, it'll climb higher this year as a result of this because when you want your fix there's no afl there's no nrl and all of a sudden you've got three weeks of of, of people sports people athletes doing something on on camera that people are going to watch that more so it, it just everything the ripple effects from it are, are just so far and wide mm. everything's changed not everything's changed completely. But everything in our lives has changed by a degree, a big degree or a small degree. It depends on what it is.
1: What about talent, you know, like uh, celebs, movies? you got to think these um, networks are struggling, It's it, which seems crazy, but, you know, the big movie, there's no, there's no sort of premiere of Bond in any time no. soon, which it was meant to be. And so there's all these – do you think the people who are the – Entertainers are going to be affected, like
2: in what you do as well. Yeah, well, like, mate, it, it couldn't have come at a worse time because I know I've got a couple of mates who are in the uh, comedy game who all of a sudden had, you know, had their stuff cancelled overnight. You know, I, I've got I've got a mate who I think sold out his shows for the first time. You know, before that even started, he'd sold out shows before, but this time he'd sold out every single show, and he was like, I can't believe it. This so I've, I've finally reached that point where all of my shows are sold out before the festivals have even started. And then the festivals were all cancelled, you know, so that's going to be really hard. Comedians, how do you get back up and running? I mean, if you're Ricky Gervais, you can just go live on, on Instagram and, and millions of people will, will tune in and watch it. And it's fantastic. I've loved watching that, the way artists have performed from home. And I've been doing on the radio, I've been doing Corona concert series every day uh, where I have artists like, um, and I've had a, you know, run from Guy Sebastian or Jessica Mowboy, performing exclusively for our show from their homes and I get them to record them at their homes and then and then they send it to us and then I have a chat to them on the phone prior and then play their their stuff for everyone. And I've been doing some some comedy bits as well where I've got people like uh, Vince Sorrenti who's a, a great comedian and a really entertaining bloke. He's been homeschooling his, his kids so I got him on to kind of talk about that. So, you know, they're, they're finding – I'm trying to find my best ways of, of trying to you know bring some of that into the the radio show for starters and therefore leaning on mates who are comedians and singers and and things like that so that their work can still be used and the creative juices are still flowing and we can we can put it on our radio show but you know it's adapt or die and you've got to find ways i've been doing i've been doing lessons on my show every day so at, at 3.25 every afternoon, my show starts at 3, at 3.25 every afternoon, I say, mums, dads, you're homeschooling, you need a bit of a break, gather the kids around the radio. Your radio relief teacher, Mr. Fordham, is about to take over for the next minute. And I just do a, a fun fact of the day every day at 3.25, which is a chance for the kids to gather around the radio. I wait till they're all nice and silent and then I give them one fact, like something like um, apples float because they're 25% air. And then I just wow. play a thing and I move on. And the wow. idea is that the kids go, what? Well, how does that work? And then and then I say, look, don't ask me. Don't ask me how it works. Just either try it, try it at home, do an experiment with, with mum and dad or any follow-up questions that will be asked to mum and dad because I, I can't answer your follow-up questions. So, Ben, you know, does try- that
1: mean that when when my poos float there, 25% air? Is that what well, you're saying?
2: Okay. We've just gone <laughs> from apples to poos. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to the Daily Talk Show. So, yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, I can give you another one. Okay, Tommy, listen okay. to this. So your orange, right? If you've got an orange, this was another one of our, our little fun little lessons. If you've got an orange that's peeled, it'll sink, but an orange with the skin on will float.
0: So does that mean if that my is shit done. is sinking, I'm eating too much I'm talking skin? about your shits.
2: <laughs> Come on, Mr. 97, isn't this 101 of podcasting kind of etiquette we just don't talk about our shits
1: uh, we mention sure. shit every day oh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. always try yeah. and get a little turd in there you know
2: yeah. <laughs> so. i got to tell you, I, I, I i i love what you guys are, are doing and i i, I, I think myself the other day i don't know how i actually came across you i'm trying to work out how i first came across what you guys were doing but i'll tell you what it's been a uh, a life-changing experience for me because i I listen to you every day, or there there might be maybe one day a week or two days a week where I don't, but then I I tend to play catch up on on most of them. But it's been a um it's been a really great thing for me to come across your um your podcast and and I I, I still don't know how that first happened, how it all kind of kicked off, but I'm um I'm really really thrilled that you guys um uh, came into my orbit and I and I love the success you're having. I looked at that that uh, self-serving uh, graph that you posted the other day. most right?
0: months. It's one of my
2: favorites. A But I, I then link to Organized August. I think if you have a look at it, there's a yeah. massive spike just before September. So that's obviously when all that kicked off, which was – that was your idea, Josh. And even though Tommy shit-canned at the time, mate, you can now <laughs> have a look at all of that hard work. Sometimes you've just got to ignore the critics and just keep punching on through. Uh, but um, have a look at the downloads and have a look at the interest in what you guys are doing. You're just nailing it.
1: Ben Emma uh, made a gag on our YouTube best comment. I reckon this is comment of the week. It was um, the only curve you don't want to flatten,
2: and that was oh, our that's right. download <laughs> podcast download numbers. See, well done. Now, how's your little mate Gemma? What's going on with Gemma?
0: She's going well. We had her on the we had you her on cool. the show um, yesterday. She was giving us some. Uh- I really
2: want to meet Gemma. Really want to meet her.
0: She's good fun. You imagine the
1: uh, Gemma and Ben Fordham podcast. That'd be a great oh, podcast.
2: I think we should just keep it funneled through the Daily Talk Show. But yeah, she's yeah, got, yeah. Um, mate, she's got great energy, amazing energy, and it just comes across in in everything she does. So, yeah, she's another one where I'm like, I wouldn't have known her if not for you guys, and now I kind of, you know, pay a bit of attention to what Gemma's doing and and Mr. 97. I'm intrigued by Mr. 97, and I love that thing on the. The show yesterday where something came up about other you guys were talking about um, about how this is affecting relationships and people dating mm-hmm. and, and you picked yeah. up on it Josh. it was just this great moment and I know you've put it up on Instagram the video where you were saying oh if you know, if you just started kissing someone or you just slept with someone for the first time and then the most uncomfortable reaction shot comes up <laughs> with you and where he just starts thinking about sex. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And Josh picked it. You just started smiling. And it was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, the perfect cutaway.
1: Uh, has your drinking increased, do you think? Because we've had a, yep. a, you know, Gemma's one, a lot of us just starting to up that standard no drink per week.
2: No question. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> gone up. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I've got a mate, um, he was a producer on on Ninja Warrior, Joe May, and Joe goes to me, um, don't you reckon uh, ScoMo should be closing the bottle shops as well through all of this? And I said, no, mate, no, I don't. He (laughs) goes, you reckon? Oh what? So it's okay. So what? You you, know, you lock down the monkey bars. You're not allowed to go on the monkey bars, but you're you're still allowed to stock up your mini bar. And I went, oh, it's good line. I like the I like what you've done there with the monkey bar and the mini bar. But mate, are you freaking crazy? No way in the world are we going to shut the bottle shops at the that's moment. That's crazy. it is crazy. That's crazy. We need the bottle shops at the moment more than ever before. And I'm not, I'm not saying that as a you know to kind of you know to talk up drinking as being something that that you know, we need to put on a pedestal, but man, let's face it, people are self-medicating at the moment and, um, and part of that for me has been drinking a little bit more tequila than I normally would and a little bit more red wine than I normally would.
1: Can we get an official number for your weekly standard drinks? Limo came in at 48 and uh, what are you?
2: I reckon I'd be, at, at the moment, at the moment I reckon I'd be three glasses of wine a night and about – Six tequilas on a Friday night. So, what's that? It's, uh three times seven twenty-one. So, I maybe about yeah hitting about twenty-eight. So, yeah, Limo is just a complete grog dog. <laughs> what's
0: what's grog happened dog. to your, um, your your job at the pizza shop?
2: Well, mate, the pizza shop is uh, not really operating the way it normally is at the moment. You are not allowed to eat in, so you know I lost my job at the pizza shop. Pizza shop essentially, so. Uh, that hasn't been brilliant, but um, then again, I wasn't getting paid, so it's kind of worked out quite well. Um, so, <laughs> will yeah, you get the they're just doing.
0: Were you, you get access to that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't applied for it, but Josh <laughs> Friedenberg got me on the phone. Um, so uh, yeah, it's um, they're, they're just doing um, pickup and home delivery at the moment. I really feel for them, you know, because the boys. You met Carlo that day, who runs mm-hmm. the, the pizza shop Giovanni's. I was up at Maggio's, which is his cafe this morning, and I went up there and and. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here, but he said to me, I've got an account there, right? Cause I worked out that, that there are people there who've got accounts and I was like, I kind of like that so that you can just say, you're not having to transact every day. They just put it on your account and once a month they send you a bill. Anyway, when I was up there yesterday, um, picking up my coffee and picking up my lunch on the way through, he said, Oh mate, just so you know, we're, um, we're wrapping up the accounts. And I said, Oh, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, as in, you know, we're not going to have people with accounts here anymore. And I went, oh, okay, is, is you guys okay? Like I know people are doing it tough. He goes, no, no, it's just, you know, we just don't want to have all those kind of outstanding amounts, you know. Mm. So I thought, geez, that's, you know, two things. I mean, oh, sad because it's a, it's just one of those kind of signs. I don't know whether he's just done it because he's just trying to, you know, just rationalize things a little bit or whether he's a bit worried or he doesn't want, you know, if you've got 30 customers out there who, own, who owe you 200 bucks each, there's a lot of money there that could be in the till. So I went, yeah, mate, no worries. And I said, so hang on a minute, could we switch it? Why don't I give you credit? Why don't I give you $1,000 credit? And you can just bank the $1,000 and then you just gradually just take the money away out of the $1,000 and then when the $1,000 runs out, you let me know and I'll put another $1,000 in. So he turns to his brother Christian and goes, do you want to turn it into credit? Christian goes, yep. So all of a sudden I'm like, (laughs) all of a sudden I've invested $1,000 into Maggio's and So. Maybe you switch this whole thing around, and people who are like me, who are your loyal customers, will start buying in. Let's buy in and 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 pump the money up. So um so yeah so he's now just taking a thousand bucks out of my out of my account because you know between the they run the the bakery and the cafe and the pizza shop, and we're we're up there all the time. So i you mean, know I don't know it'll last obviously a number of months or whatever, but I just figure um you know I wanted to try and keep my account if it's going to cost me a thousand bucks um and I just got to. You know, eat my way through the grand over the next three, four, five months or something. Happy days.
0: Love that. You reckon that's how long it's gonna take you?
2: Oh no, you're right. I was I was blowing it out to make it sound like <laughs> I, I wouldn't go through it for two months. <laughs> they also you sell alcohol. That, I was thinking in my head that's a two month prospect, I'll get through five hundred <laughs> a month. Well, like at the moment, mate, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know home delivery and a lot of pick, picking up food and all that kind of stuff going at the moment. So, yeah, look, I, I don't know. And as I told you last time, a lot of the kids who work with me in the street, they've got access to my account. So um, so I might have to tighten the the, um, the eligibility test on that a little bit at the moment as well, make sure oh, no ben, one's taking the piss.
1: Gemma Watts has just arrived. She's watching the live stream, if you have any uh, words. Oh,
2: hello, Gemma. How are you? Shame that we can't talk directly, but I'm – I'm she just says, hi, friends. Sorry, I'm late to the party. At some stage. Well, it wouldn't be a party without Gemma, let's face it. <laughs> it just wouldn't be a party without Gemma.
1: Uh,
2: can no, I have this 97 at all with anything? 97, is everything going okay in the office? Is there anything from an HR point of view? And I, I want you to speak freely here at the moment. Is there okay. anything, it doesn't, have a, doesn't have to be a big thing, but is, if there's anything that you'd like to change around the daily talk show office, now might be a, a time where you can discuss it openly with me in an environment where other people are listening as well, and because there is a power imbalance sometimes, because the, the other two guys kind of own the business, is there anything <laughs> that I can help from an HR point of view? Um, oh, you're so no, I, you're so <laughs> You get along with this? Oh, my God. No, I, 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 I mean, I, mean I think it's, it's all. Violent. They want to know. They want to know. <laughs> it's all. I mean, it's all tracking
1: along. Um. I mean oh. over the past couple of days, I mean JJ's potentially
0: overstepped a few boundaries, oh. but other than oh, exactly. that. Yeah.
2: Please discuss what <laughs> what boundaries? Ninety seven.
0: Uh,
1: I mean just I was I was telling him
0: stuff and he's just
2: shared it publicly. I see. We don't Go. have a mutual NDA. So there's <laughs> no but would you like a, some kind of, um, you know, signal or some kind of understanding so that there are, are some things that are, are not for broadcast?
0: Mm. Well, normally I just wait until he gets too red. If he gets too red, <laughs> I sort of back off. But that, that requires mm. him to, I normally have stepped the mark by that point.
2: Mate, what you got to say, I, I, so I'll come up with a solution for this, right? What you've got to say is you're just about to tell him something and even if you're not sure about it, just say to him, NFB, not for broadcast? And he mm-hmm. has to say, yes, and you go, okay, and you tell him something, right? Now, if he then wants to broadcast any aspect of that, he then has to negotiate with you to say, now, listen, oh, that little, can, I, that can, I, can, we, can we use that, right? And it has to be a negotiation. But the trick is don't ever tell someone something and then afterwards say, oh, listen, I'd probably prefer that, not be. It's like, mate, politicians who do that, I'll tell you something and then they go, Oh mate, by the way, that was off the record. And you go, No, it's not.
0: Well, this is the problem.
2: You tell me up front that it's off the record.
0: Exactly. And I think that my feedback to ninety seven is that <laughs> what what he's been saying is like I asked A, hey, um, because uh, 97 sort of built a lovely relationship with Grace from uh, Perth, who uh is a is a Gronk uh, of the show. Mm, anyway, so okay, um mate. uh Basically, I asked 97 before we had Grace on, uh, is there anything off limits? And all he said was just, oh, nothing too personal. I feel that like that wasn't specific yeah. enough.
2: Yeah. Mate, the, you could you just drive a bus through that that grey area. <laughs> there was so much grey area there, mate. You could just put a whole fleet of 747s through that, that gap. <laughs> you need to close that down. You need to lock down the borders, 97, on these things and make it really clear where you say – this is not for broadcast i don't want that mentioned or that mentioned and you just you just tick those two off and you go the rest of it do your best but There's yes, also the bro
1: that. code. You get told stuff by your mates and you don't want to come across like a keen bean. Oh, in sorry, f- I'm in not under the I'm not part of
0: the bro code.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, the bro code, bro, is uh very vague as well. I mean, sometimes the problem how, with that how is How is
1: this how has this gone from help for missing 97 to you two manipulating <laughs> him and now it's all just his fault? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've just given him very clear procedures going forward involving not for broadcast. So you just say, what you say to him is not for broadcast, and then he says, yep, and you can even say to him, I want to hear those words back, not for broadcast. (laughs) Okay, here we go. And then it's everyone's clear then. Everyone knows. By the way, Grace, you know I'm replaying. Here's a first. I'm replaying some of your interview with Grace on my radio show this afternoon because there was a little (laughs) bit there where she about the lockdowns in WA, seriously, where she – it's just like a little 20-second grab and when I heard it, I wrote the time code down straight away and I can tell you we're running it this afternoon where she was just talking about the, the different sections of WA that have been cut off from the other and the fact that you've got police on in various places stopping people from moving around and I thought, geez, that was quite interesting the way she told it. So, I've got the um, – I've got a little grab of Grace right here, in fact, that's ready to go for this afternoon. Do you want to hear it? I reckon yeah, can we can play hear- it right so this is the yeah, bit of grace. We've been locked into certain zones in WA. So there's like nine different zones. So we can't go down south or up north or anything. And there's police at like the border or the borders um stopping us and giving us fines if we try to get out. See? Good little grab. So that's getting a <laughs> run on my radio show this afternoon.
1: All right. Scranji for content. I love Do it. Do we think it's <laughs> worth acting cool <laughs> around yeah,
2: all of this? Good grab. I feel like Ford is worse than I am. One. There's nothing out of this that's getting around on the on the show this afternoon, but Grace is getting around
1: on <laughs> the um, Fordham. Sorry, Mace, go for it. I was just going to quickly say Shannon says stop telling him shit in No 07.
2: <laughs> now, that As is one way also to get stuff. around it. Yeah. No,
1: stop telling you stuff, which is a no, way to get around
2: we're, it. We're, no, we're made to share. You know what I mean? We mm. yeah, well, Let's face it. You see something and you think, who can I tell? You know, we want to share stuff. How do you,
1: Ben, you're talking a lot, you're broadcasting a lot. How do you not overshare? Because I feel like we've moved into a new territory of so much content and so it's almost anything's up for grabs.
2: Yeah, well, I I think I – Jodie is probably the person who picks me up on that the most where she'll say to me, you know, or she'll say to me, listen, if you're going to tell a story from our lives, can you not exaggerate some of it to make me look bad? (laughs) And you look better. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then she'll say something. She goes, this is what you said. And I'm like, well, isn't that how it happened? She goes, no, it's not. You know, so I, I've, I've had to be a little bit conscious of it with Jody. Sometimes I go to tell something and I think, hang on a moment, I might just have to really think about the telling here and that it's not, you know, completely from my point of view. Uh, but the other one is, I, did I tell you about the time I bought the rights to a story where, um, I don't know whether I told you this, but Zach McLean, my executive producer, um, fell asleep in a car in, in my street once, have I told you that? No, no. So what happened? I had a party one night and Zach, uh, who's my mate and my producer, um, I said to him about 1 a.m., mate, you should just stay here. Stay here, stay in the spare room. And he said, no, 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 let's kick on, let's kick on. I don't know where you're kicking on, mate. I'm going to bed and I, I strongly recommend you do it well because I know when Zach's had enough. So anyway, he, he leaves my street. It's a dead-end street. It's raining. He went the wrong way and then he couldn't find his way out of the street and then it was pissing raining. So what he did was... He started opening car doors, hoping that one of the car doors would be open so he could shelter from the rain in the back of the car. He slept in the back of a car in my street and then he woke up the next day in a stranger's car. And so then he, he he decides, I've got to get out of here. So he bails, but then he realizes he's lost his phone. So the next day he rings me from his girlfriend's phone, Danny, and he says, mate, listen. I said, hey, Danny, he goes, mate, it's Zach. He goes, mate, I think I've embarrassed you. I said, what do you mean? He goes, mate. He goes, do you know someone in your street, they've got a a silver four-wheel drive BMW and a black four-wheel drive BMW, both parked end-to-end in a driveway? I was like, no. He goes, because, mate, I slept in the silver BMW. (laughs) I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I slept in it. He goes, and, mate, I've lost my phone. I think I might have left it in the back of their car. I was like, mate, you gronk, what have you done? <laughs> so I go and knock on the front door. I said, I'll go and knock on the door. He goes, don't do that. I was like, well, man, I'm not just going to go start opening their frigging car door like you did last night. So I knock on the door and I noticed that the, the silver BMW, the car door, you know, when someone closes a door, but they don't shut it fully, it needs yep. a little bit of a bum tap. So I knew he slept in the back of that car. So I tap on the door and the kids open. I go, is your mum and dad here? And they went, yep. So alarm bells straight away. They're thinking, what's all this about? So then the mum and dad come to the door and I went, oh, hi, how I introduced myself. And I said, look, bit of a tricky situation, but had a party and got a little bit out of hand with one of my guests. He's a really nice bloke, but he slept in your car. (laughs) And they said, okay, are you sure? And I went, if you have a look at that door, it's ajar. He slept in the back of it. And he's lost his phone and there's a chance the phone's going to be in the back. Do you mind if we check the back seat for his phone? They go, yeah, right. So I meet this guy, Jeff. We've now become mates thanks to Zach sleeping in the back of his car. So, But as I'm going to the car, I have that moment where I think, oh, imagine he spewed in here and we're about to oh, open the door. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, maybe this is a bad idea. But, you know, I was so keen to see whether or not the phone was there. Anyway, we open up. There's no spew, no phone. So anyway, I call Zach. I go, mate, here's the, the good news is you did not spew in the back of Jeff's car. The other bit of good news is I've now met my neighbour Jeff, and he's a lovely guy. Really like him. Uh, The bad news is updating
0: your your, um, Foxtel IQ as well.
2: Does he? he (laughs) Yeah, right. He'll be working for me. So, um, so I then said to Zach, I said, "Look, you know, when you're waking up, you're hungover and you've lost your phone. It's the worst feeling in the world." Mm. So I thought, I said, "Zach, I'm going to make this problem go away. Go to the Apple Store. um, I'll send you a photo of my credit card. I'm going to shout you a brand new iPhone." and I'm going to make this problem go away for you. He goes, no, I can't have you paying for my F up. And I went, yeah, you can, mate. That's the best thing about it. Jody and I have got a system that if I get a parking ticket, I just hand it to Jody. If she gets a parking ticket, she just hands it to me because I don't mind paying her parking tickets, but I do not like paying my own. Right? So it's like we've got a little system in place there on parking tickets and it re- works really well because then when you get it, it's like, hey, it's not my problem. I don't want to deal with it. Someone else pays it. They don't mind paying it because it's not them who, who got it. So I said, trust me, Zach, it works with Jody and me on the parking tickets. It'll work on the phone. I'm going to shout you an iPhone. You go and get a top-of-the-range iPhone and um, I'm paying to make your problem go away. Anyway, I, and then I had this moment where I said, but I now own the rights to this story. <laughs> he goes, what does that mean? I said, well, I can tell as many people as I want about this. He goes, well, no worries. And as he since admitted, he goes, I never anticipated how many friggin' people you would tell that story to. <laughs> as soon as anyone meets Zach, I go, this is Zach. Zach slept in uh, Jeff's car up the road. <laughs> I told the story straight away. And Zach's realizing I've got value for money out of that transaction like he never anticipated the time. And all he all he got was an iPhone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ben, I love that. Mate, Uh thank you for coming on the show. Are you going to be doing uh, your radio show from the studio for a while or are you looking at
2: yeah, – Yeah, I'm going to be. I, I, I've had the next two weeks uh, booked in for holidays, uh, for kind of Easter holidays and school holidays. But I, I, a couple of weeks ago I contacted the boss and said, mate, I'm not comfortable taking holidays at the moment. And I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth because I <laughs> love a holiday more than anyone I know. But I just said, mate, it's it's at a time like this where you don't want to – Um, desert your listeners and I really genuinely mean that Mm. you know you want those familiar voices there so if people want to listen to you I want to be there and I'm not going to be um he said what about the public holidays I was like no mate I need to work the public holidays as well so so I've cancelled two weeks leave and I'm going to keep on um, broadcasting the show and and for now I'll be doing it from the studio but you never know boys in this brave new world you never know where we're going to be next
0: thanks Fordo it's a daily talk show. Loving uh, being on
2: and I love, I've now got my daily talk show studio set up. I just need cameras like yours so you all look so, yeah. why is it that I look so foggy and you guys look so crisp? Well, we spend a lot of money on our cameras. <laughs> it's need better cameras. Yeah. Wait till you see the camera quality next time we do this. Really? Can we yeah. just
0: very quickly, yeah. the current affair that Tracy Grimshaw doing it from her joint, <laughs> I reckon a waste of time. Why? <laughs> It just, the amount of effort is probably all your mates on the cameras look like they had the biggest production and it looked like it was shot on a potato.
2: <laughs> oh, let's face it. I mean, Tracy's probably thinking, you know, Tracy kind of lives way out of, the, uh, out of the big smoke because she's got horses and things like that. So mm-hmm. Tracy might be thinking as well, hey, this could be the future here. I just set up a little studio uh, next to the horse stables there and I don't have to go into Channel 9. Smart lady. Uh, it makes sense. Uh,
0: it's a daily talk show, uh, Fordo's uh radio show boys. is available Thanks as a podcast mate. as well. And uh, this was our 11 a.m. show. You can join us live at 4 p.m. at youtube.com forward slash the daily talk show. See you then, guys. See you guys.
2: Love your work, boys.